Ritchie Brothers Inside Edge, your guide to the latest news and trends in heavy equipment and trucks. Here's Andrew Engelhart. Hi, welcome to another Ritchie Brothers Inside Edge podcast. Today we have a couple of transportation experts here to talk with us about transportation trends, pricing, and data. We have Rob Slavin, our in-house senior valuation analyst, and Steve Tam, vice president of ACT Research. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here. So we just released our June market trends report. We're showing that truck volumes have risen pretty significantly this year in the market. Just wondering, for both of you, why is that? Well, I think there's a number of reasons. Uh, we were on such short supply for so long of used trucks, and we've just had a significant new truck year go through. You know, I think it was 253,000 Class A deliveries. And with those, new truck deliveries brings trades. And we're seeing a significant number to the point, I think uh, Q1 was our, our greatest quarter we've ever had, our greatest single quarter, selling over 16,000 transportation pieces. That's tractors, trailers, medium-duty trucks, reefers. So yeah, we expect this year to be very much um, strong in the amount of equipment we're going to sell. And uh, it feels a lot like 2020, where we saw a lot of companies defleeting, um, kind of getting rid of equipment, and then quickly at the end of the year, trying to ramp back up to try and jump on the amount of freight that was being held up throughout the year. Yeah, I think, Rob, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's availability of inventory. But I think one of the nuances that a lot of people in the industry don't fully appreciate, while the traditional new truck buyers have had to extend their trade cycles and age their fleets, so have the traditional used truck buyers. And they, you know, they don't they don't like that situation. Uh, the, the older a truck gets, the less reliable it can become and the more expensive it is to maintain, operate, and repair. And so I think you're seeing a refreshing of fleet on the used truck side as well, which is really accounting for the the increase in in used truck sales. Well, Steve, on that, actually, what are you seeing for new production and pricing in the retail market? And what kind of impact are these new truck deliveries having on the used market? Yeah, again, Rob is right on. You know, we finally, I think from a from an OEM perspective and from a supply chain perspective, uh, are getting to the point where we've made some substantial progress on dealing with the shortages that we've been subjected to over the last couple of years. Not to say that we're out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I can I can quote you three dozen different parts that are still creating challenges for the industry, uh, but we have certainly been able to increase production. On a per day basis, the OEMs are building at something like about 1,400 units per day in the North American market. And that's just on the class eight side. And that's pretty substantially from where we were, you know, even uh, just at the beginning of this year. And so that certainly contributes to the, you know, to the improvement in the situation and kind of the momentum. The other uh, question, that there, it was kind of a two-part question that Andrew had there. He was also asking about pricing on the new truck side of the industry. We don't have any data, any empirical data on new truck pricing, but we do have a kind of a price index. And uh, for sure, uh, you know, prices increased again with the, with the new model year at the beginning of the year. And inflation hasn't gone away. It's, uh, you know, it's calmed down a little bit. But the significant price increases that we saw, again, over the last couple of years as a result of those commodity uh, shortages uh, have stuck with the industry, right? So our proxy for a kind of a vanilla fleet spec class eight sleeper today is about $170,000. 
which is not insignificant by any stretch. And of course, that's you know having a, a knock-on effect uh, as far as prices are concerned in the used truck market. I was going to ask you about overall deliveries. When when you look at 2022, I think the number when we originally started the year at somewhere around 235, thinking it was going to be much like 2021, we gained on that to what was it like 255, 253 units. Doesn't that bring in to be it like the number four year of class eight deliveries? You know, even with all this chain disruption that we're talking about, we're running up and having one of the best years that we've had in 20 years. That's exactly right. People have a hard time uh, keeping the keeping those two disparate facts in their heads, right? So the challenge and the reason you know that, that we're seeing that is a couple of pretty significant years of under replacement production, right? And so now we're catching up. Uh, we've got at this point, uh, we finally dropped through. I think we're probably about one hundred and eighty-five thousand units in backlog. So that would be orders for trucks that have yet to be built and delivered. Elevated number for sure. We typically see that number closer to, you know, oh, I'm going to say 75,000. So there are still customers who are waiting, I don't know, patiently or perhaps impatiently at this point uh, for, for their new equipment. But it's, you know, it's working its way through the pipeline to them. So there's been a lot of talk about this um, spot rate rise and fall, which has really been affecting the industry a lot. Is there a correlation over the number of trucks hitting the market? Well, I think people jumped into the market, call it 2020, 2021, trying to jump on that $3 spot rate. That $3 spot rate equated to somewhere around doubling an owner-operator's pay. So somebody was making, let's just say, a good salary of $75,000, they quickly went to $150,000. And, you know, they tell five of their friends and five of their friends saying, I'd love to be my own boss. And they jump in the market. And, um, you know, some of that is washing out right now. You're seeing a significant amount of repossessions. People that paid, you know, $70,000 for a 2016 in Q1 of 2022, the most we've ever seen for that age of truck being sold. I mean, that was the top of the market. You know, a lot of those guys are feeling it right now because that spot rate has dropped to somewhere around $2 a mile. So what they anticipated making, it's not coming, you know, it's not coming true. So yeah, I think I think that spot rate has a big impact. I don't think we're going to see it it did it did jump up a little bit, which is good to see for everybody, but I don't think we're going to see $3 spot rates anytime too soon. Yeah. So I guess this is really like not so much a decline, but what they call like a market correction. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Reversion to the norm. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, if you look at historical spot rates, we are still north of 2017, 18, 19, 20. But you have to take into consideration everything else that's increased in price. The truck has increased. Getting service, you know, you're talking going to a dealership costing $200 an hour for an hourly rate. Parts gone up 30% over the last two years. So everything's gone up. I just saw an article today where they said, um, we've hit an all-time high for transportation costs exceeding $2 a mile. So when people are getting paid $2 a mile today for a spot rate, we're losing money. They're losing money. You know, And I see guys offering, getting offers for a buck 50, a buck a mile, you know, just to move freight. And a lot of these guys, they're taking money just to keep the uh, income coming in. It can't last forever. 
Well, on that too, with sort of touched on this, the influx of the used trucks in the market has obviously had a big impact on pricing. Could you maybe talk a little bit about the price changes over the last 18 months? It's been significant. Like I said, you know, Q1 of uh, last year, 2022, was the greatest quarter that we've ever seen. And it was a buildup, right? It started at the beginning of 2021 and, and started continually working its way up. And in my 30 years, we've never seen that before. And I think Steve and I have both been doing this about the same amount of time to the point where we saw older equipment, six and seven-year-old equipment, rise 150% in value. I mean, that's obscene. You had a truck that was selling at our sale for $30,000. A year and a quarter later, it's selling for mid-70s. You don't see that. And we're talking the same mileage. That same 600,000-mile truck, it went up that much. We saw used trucks selling for more than what new trucks were going for in the marketplace. Two years old, one year old. It was just incredible. And what we're seeing today, if you were to compare the pricing that we were seeing in Q1, you've seen about a 60% drop on on an eight-year-old truck today from where it was. And we're going to continue to see that number drop. I'm hoping that the bulk of the drop has stopped. But you'll see continued depreciation. So we've kind of, I'm hoping that we've hit kind of a landing pad and saying, all right, it's going to be a little bit more smooth sailing. We have a more consistent price in the market. You know, we we still get peaks of of really phenomenal pricing. And the market that was most hit was the market that took off the most, which was sleeper market. So we're seeing that being hit the worst right now. Question for you, Steve. I mean, kind of on that, uh, we touched on the spot rates, people were jumping into the business and driving trucks everywhere and trying to you know make a go of it, which is now obviously kind of correcting itself. But for years, we've heard about driver shortage. So I'm just curious, with more trucks entering the used market, is there still a driver shortage or is that kind of balanced out with, with this whole spot rate thing? Yeah, very, very interesting question. So I guess I'll answer it from a, from a couple of perspectives. If you look at what's happening in the employment picture among the the four higher carriers, for example, turnover rates have definitely come down, but they're still at 75%. So in really tight times, that's, you know, 100% or even more than 100%. So what that means doesn't mean that you don't, you have changing out all of your drivers once a year. It means that you're changing out maybe 20% of your drivers five times a year. So now we're only doing that, you know, four or maybe three and a half. So you still have the churn at the carriers, uh, despite the fact that, you know, things have tightened up. So it is still a challenge uh, for folks to hire. If you go out and, and look, every single one of those carriers, those four higher carriers has open jobs in their, in their companies. Some of them have hundreds, maybe even a thousand open jobs in their companies that they're trying to fill. So it's a better situation, but it certainly hasn't gone away. You know, the other thing is, is this is one of those interesting situations where, okay, so the, uh, the, the velocity, the turn, the churn is slowing down. And so you're starting to see the driver's schools closing down, right? So especially some of the Johnny come latelys or the folks that, you know, play in the market when it's hot and, and leave when it's not. And that's of course setting up a pinch point for when the market turns around, right? We're gonna we're gonna be in the same situation. So the driver shortage I think is always going to be with us from a truck driving job situation. It's just been in the last month or so that we've actually seen job creation slowing down. Not that it's contracting, we're just adding fewer jobs on a, on a month-in, month-out basis. 
Interestingly enough, local truck driving jobs uh, still increasing in number. So as kind of freight distribution patterns are changing and, and companies are adopting their models to get their drivers home more frequently or more regularly, uh, certainly a, a dynamic that we see in play in the market right now. And just curious, high turnover, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but is it people, are drivers leaving the industry or are they jumping from company to company? Yeah, I, I think some of both. Uh, I don't know the proportion. My suspicion is you've got more drivers leaving the industry now than you typically do. But, you know, they're always, as, as Rob alluded to, right, if you're making two bucks a mile and it costs you two bucks a mile, you're always looking for another penny a mile. <laughs> or you're always looking for another, you know, 100 miles or 500 miles or whatever the case may be. So the grass is certainly always greener. So one of the things I was going to bring up is is the amount of freight that's in the market today. When you look at this year versus previous years, 2021, 2022, the reason rates were so well is because there was excess amount of freight out there to be shipped. And today, the amount of freight that's in there, if there was the amount of freight today or in 2021, 22. Uh, today, we wouldn't see the low spot rates that we're having right now. So I would almost say you could say it two ways. We have a, a shortage of freight or an oversupply of drivers for the amount of freight that's out there. And that's one of the things that I'm looking at right now or that I see in the market. And I hear a lot about, you know, when I talk to the guys out here and, and what they're saying right now is, you know, I've got drivers. I just need freight. You know, the crazy thing about that is I, I, I talk with folks all the time and they can't find trucks to ship the freight that they do have. <laughs> so it, it, your head hurts no matter which direction you're looking. <laughs> I, I got a yard full of trucks right now. I just don't have drivers. You know, yeah, so exactly. Find me some drivers and we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll satisfy that need. <laughs> Shifting gears, pun intended here. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about CARB. Been a lot of talk about this. For people that don't know, it's the California Air Resource Board uh, has brought in regulations that are meant to curb emissions. Uh, they want trucks of a certain age basically out, out of the market. They won't, um, they won't register them. So we're just wondering, maybe you could talk a little bit, is the industry reacting to it yet and how? Yeah, so I'd have to say, uh, in, in short, yes. Uh, the provision that you're talking about in terms of kind of raising the bar on how old of a truck carrier can have an operation is focused predominantly at the ports and is pretty well at this point implemented. You're spot on uh, that no new operating authority is being granted within the ports for any truck that's older than a 2010, 2010 emissions year. So they've done a, a pretty decent job of cleaning up out there. The real challenge that the industry is facing today uh, from CARB is on an emissions mandate that they've got that goes into effect the beginning of 2024 that goes after tailpipe emissions on new trucks. So any, any truck basically that's uh, built after that, that deadline. And the challenge is, is that the standard is so stringent, uh, first off, the manufacturers are struggling being able to produce <laughs> trucks that can meet that standard. If they are able to do it, and I think they will be able to, they're going to come with a significantly higher price tag that the truckers are not going to like and not going to want to adopt. We're forecasting a very small, what we call a pre-buy. So imagine the fleets kind of compressing their trade cycle and bringing down their average fleet age so that they can kind of hit the pause button on new purchases as they kind of adapt to what this new operating environment looks like. 
the reason that it's only small is because you've just got a handful of states, including California and some others who are sympathetic to the, to the emissions situation in California, that will follow or that will adopt that standard uh, starting with the, the January 24 deadline. There's a, another group that are going to actually wait a year and do it in January of 25. But then, of course, we've also got a federal mandate coming at us in 27. Uh, so lots of different strategies on how to roll with the punches, so to speak, <laughs> that will be, I think, minimally disruptive to the industry to start out with, but you know, with increasing impact as we move toward a, a harmonized standard in 27. Three years of row of free buys, Steve. Are you gonna? Are, are we gonna see three years of row of of, of free buys? So we'll see uh, in twenty three ahead of the California mandate in twenty four, and then maybe when you get to late twenty five on a federal basis, it'll start. But twenty six is going to be the significant year for free buy uh, ahead of that 07 mandate yeah, or twenty seven mandate. Yeah. So, so it's the 07 mandate. So we'll see a large pre-buy and it'll probably be something like 06 was for us, 2006. We're forecasting bigger than 06. Yeah. Big year. Yeah. <laughs> Is CARB having any impact yet on companies as far as selling? Are they trying to actively get rid of these trucks yet? Or are they kind of just trying to get as much out of them as they can? Yeah, yeah. The mandates that were that are in play right now that have not yet been implemented are uh, not. They're not uh, retroactive. They go after new equipment only. So we're still trying to figure out what the strategies are going to be. It will be interesting because there are actually a couple other mandates. They've got what they call the advanced clean truck uh, legislation, which is going to dictate the number or the percentage of electric or alternative fuel or zero emissions trucks that need to be sold in the state. But then they also have an, uh, a clean fleet uh, piece of legislation that's going to go after operations in the state. And then on the, on the heels of all that, or in the middle of all that, we actually now have a lawsuit. We've got 19 states that are suing the EPA because the EPA is the one who has given CARB the ability to have more stringent standards and the states are saying the EPA doesn't have the authority to do that. So <laughs> I don't believe the states will prevail. I, the authority has been tested before and it's been upheld. So uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, gosh, uh, it, maybe the industry that's really being impacted is the legal industry, right? All the lawyers are getting rich with all the lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> but Rob, you haven't really seen much then in way of, you know, oh, we got to get get these older ones out of here. So we do, we do see customers knowing they have to get rid of equipment and, and, and they are selling. Um, California is probably the biggest one that does that where you'll see quite a few. And, and if they're significantly old, you know, they'll go to other states and continue on in another life, uh, you know, go from a long haul application to a regional hall and then go to a city delivery. Um, it's just a it's just a chain of events and it, it's from oh, 550,000 miles. We're going to move that and it goes to a regional hall and then it gets up to 800,000 miles. And it's like, we're going to drive around the city and, you know, make deliveries that way. So we see it and we're cognizant about it when we're bringing in equipment and even shipping equipment from other states to be sold into California. We're very, you know, we realize that as well. So we want to make sure we can sell something that's being able to be used in that state. Well, this has been uh, it's been super interesting, guys. I really thank you for your time and uh, and all your insights into the trucks and transport world and prices and all that kind of thing. So, 
appreciate you and, and, and thank you for joining us today. Inside Edge, your guide to the latest news and trends in heavy equipment and trucks. To hear past episodes and for more industry insights and articles, visit Richie-Hub.com.